Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Twisted, criminal, underground, stuck against another victim for complete control. All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, along with Rob Barrett. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. You know, these are some exciting couple of months coming up here for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Cannibal Corpse with the release of your 15th. I can't believe we're even at that number already. You know, studio album, Violence Unimagined, drops on April 16th on Metal Blade Records. You know, first off, Rob, I want to say congratulations on all the well-deserved reactions it's been getting so far, especially with the single Inhumane Harvest. So much to unravel about this monster of a record. But before we get to that, I know you're in Tampa, Rob, right now, but, you know, how's life out there right now? How are you? Um, I'm as normal as ever, really, except for this whole COVID thing going on, just not really going out. As much as usual, staying home a lot, you know. Yeah. You know, just doing my own thing as I usually do. Yeah, you know, making the best of the situation is, you know, easier said than done, but we're trying to do that. But hey, here you guys are with a new record. But I want to ask, you know, life as of late, like we just discussed, many of us have been away from the stage a lot, you know, fans and musicians alike. How are you keeping up your, you know, your guitar chops these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for you routine-wise lately, if at all? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm just like I said, I'm staying home a lot and not going out anywhere unless I really have to. And I've just been playing a lot of guitar at home, so I'm, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm playing any less than usual. Yeah. There would be more actually. Yeah, and you know, uh, we talked about, before the interview started, the last time I saw you guys was at Gas Monkey 2019 here in Dallas. But you know, Cannibal Corpse, you know, you got, they've been around since 1988, over three decades. But you've been at this for a long time as well, Rob. You know, even though you joined in 1993, whether it's with Cannibal Corpse or Malevolent Creation or Hate Plow, Eulogy, Solstice, you know, how was the touring life for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You played at Vaken, Hellfest, Notfest, to name a few, and now we're all kind of just taking like an unexpected step back, and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Well, absolutely, because, you know, this is what we've been doing as our employment for, you yeah. know, since we've been doing it professionally, so, yeah, I mean, to be sidelined and be told that we're not allowed to be able to work is I think it's unfair in certain ways you know obviously the health issues are the most paramount concern and that's why we have to wait for all this to clear up but yeah I mean this has been part of our lives since we were in our early 20s and it's just strange to not be able to do what we do so yeah we're just waiting for this to all get back to normal hopefully sooner than later and a very popular topic of discussion on interview under fire and uh you know i asked some you know and other musicians about this you know i asked chuck billy i asked you know uh uh lamb of god when we had john campbell on here as well and the thing that makes cannibal corpse cannibal corpse one of the things is the live experience you guys have that live presence on stage 
that just fills the crowd with you know just unmatched energy so a lot of the bands what they've been doing is live streaming i know we've all been seeing this for the last you know almost year or so and you know bands like i mentioned like lamb of god you know behemoth did it you know uh code orange was one of the first bands to do it august burns red did it but let me ask you this with all the experience that you've taken in throughout your career rob with all the tours that you played in with the, all the bands you've collaborated with do you think that the quarantine induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists you know is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward like do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over um, well, I can't really speak for any of the other bands. I mean, for us, as you just mentioned, you know, the whole thing about us is we we feel like we're a live band. We want to perform in front of real people, not cameras. So the whole live stream thing was, is not for us. We just decided that we really didn't want to do it, at least for our band i mean it's cool for all these other bands to be doing it because i mean we just don't really feel like it's our thing so um we decided to at least hold off on a live stream for now because we'd much rather play just normal live shows in front in front of real people so uh yeah i don't really know if this is going to be some sort of ongoing trend that keeps going on after everybody starts being able to tour again or not we'll see yeah and i like i like asking that question because there's no right or wrong answer to it you know of course i have the liberty to mosh in my own room if i want to and but how much longer can i do that for right you know and there's like a limit like okay you did the live streaming what next and some artists would say yeah i would like to do live streaming it still allows me the chance to engage with my fans and i've I have other artists on this show who talked about, no, I'm not going to do anything until all this is over. So uh, that was a good response you had because, I mean, you never know. There's always that uncertainty going forward. But let's, you know, flip the page here. Let's talk about something that is of certain. You know, the 15th album, Violence Unimagined, drops April 16th on Metal Blade Records. You know, I want to ask you this, Rob. Has it ever crossed your mind? that you guys might run out of all these creative album titles you put together for over the years. Like I remember when torture dropped in 2012 and I was thinking, wait, they haven't already used this title yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question because we get asked it a lot. And I mean, for us, I think, um, you know, for example, how many bands could sing about, you know, losing somebody that they love or, you know, love songs and all the, you know, broken heart and all this shit, you know, <laughs> like, that's what they want to talk about and that's what they do. So, I mean, we talk about these darker things that it, it matches with the music that we're writing. So, um, I don't really think we're going to run out of ideas about this darker stuff that we're into writing about as long as the world keeps dozen all this crazy shit is sometimes reality gives us the stuff to talk about before it was mostly fantasy stuff you know mostly mm -hmm. fictional lyrics but we've been getting more into like uh scenarios that would actually could really happen you know at least with like murder wise and certain categories but I just think as long as we uh, 
make sure that we're not repeating ourselves or, you know, using something that another band already did. It is def- definitely, it, it's something that we have to check on whenever we come up with song titles or, you know, certain lyrics. Like, we have to kind of almost Google it to make sure that it hasn't been used already. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, everybody's running out of things to, to write. I mean, there's only so many word, cool words that you could use that are within the context of what we want to do here, lyric-wise. But to answer your question, I would say that as long as we're staying, you know, on our path that we've been going since the beginning, even though it might be something that we already might have touched on before, it's just, it's us. It's going to be us no matter what. I always wonder if there will ever be a day where Cannibal Corpse writes a love song. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that has maybe crossed your mind one or two. It's like, hmm, what if we just switch gears here? If 2020 wasn't weird enough, I don't know if, if you guys can add on to that. But anyway, I'm just going to leave that out there for a different conversation if we ever come to that. <laughs> well, I, I could just throw in real quick. I'm pretty sure that Stripped, Raped, and Strangled is a love song. If oh, well, there you go. It doesn't end well. <laughs> That does count, actually, for the record, for my listeners who don't know. Yes, that song right there. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about the. Let's talk about another song. You know, when that single, Inhumane Harvest released, man, I already knew I was in for another treat from Cannibal Corpse, and it's something you guys have always been able to deliver on a consistent basis on traditional death metal. Mind you, this is chapter fifteen for the band. Fifteen albums is not an easy thing to accomplish, but here you are on the verge of doing just that. So when did the writing for Violence Unimagined start for you guys? Uh, well, like we were speaking about before we started the interview, uh, the last tour we did was that ended in November 2019. Yeah. So we, uh, when we got home, it was like the last show for that tour was the night before Thanksgiving. So we took the rest of the month off a week or a week and a half or whatever and then i just started writing new music with paul in the practice room like beginning of december 2020 and then uh we went into the studio in april and finished you know we were in there for two months so we finished in june and uh, so, yeah, we just we wrote from December until April, pretty much 2020. Yeah, and there's always that level of consistency that you guys have put in within the writing. And Alex said about this record, he said, I think we approach the writing in a similar way most every time. And yeah, that's I mean, that's that's been the consistency that you guys have delivered. Now, I want to talk about somebody else. Let's talk about your new guitarist, Eric Rutan who has built one of the strongest and dynamic reputations on contemporary death metal. And, of course, he's known for playing in Morbid Angel, Ripping Corpse, Hate Eternal, to name a few. And not only that, he's a producer. He also handled the bulk of the production of this record. So what new element does Eric bring, or perhaps brought back into Cannibal Corpse, that the lineup may not have had before? Uh, Well, you know, like you said, he's his reputation speaks for itself. He's been 
playing in the death metal band pretty much since we have. <laughs> we <Yeah>. all <laughs> started it around the same time. You know, we're all very similar in age, at least a year or two apart at the most. And yeah, I met him in 1989 or 1990. So yeah, we've all known him a very long time. And We've done shows with him, toured with him, even before he started producing our albums in 2015. And so he produced four records with us before he joined the band. And I always was saying that he felt like, I thought that he was like the sixth member of the band even before he joined the band just because of the way that we worked so well together in the studio. So with that said, then when the situation came up that we had to deal with, we you know decided to move forward with Eric and the band as a permanent member. And it just brings a really positive vibe. He's always like totally into everything that has to be done in an efficient way. And he has a good attitude about it. Like he's a hard working, he's one of the hardest working guys I know. So for him to produce and actually be tracking guitars on the record, some would say like, oh wow, that sounds like it's a, a real, a lot of work, which it is. I mean, um, most people would probably think, wouldn't you want to just concentrate on either just recording guitar or producing, you know, and have somebody else engineer while you're recording guitar, but um, he was okay with just doing it by himself, and that goes to show how hardworking he is, and he's just really dedicated to his craft, and he brings a great element to the band with his style, because it's just, like, you can tell that it's Eric Yeah. whenever... It's something that he wrote, which I was, you know, kind of apprehensive when he first started writing stuff for the record, because I was thinking, oh, is it going to sound just like Hate Eternal? <laughs> and then when he let us hear the songs, I was so impressed with how, like, wow, it does sound like Cannibal Corpse, but you can also tell that it's Eric Rutan writing it. Yeah, and... So uh... he has his own identity, yeah, speaking of that identity, like it, talk about a jack of all trades. He does all of it. And for my listeners who don't know, Eric also worked with, you know, he produced albums for Goat Whore and Soiling Green and Belfiger and Blackfast. I mean, that's just that's just the you know tip of the iceberg. And here you are with it. Just adds another you know head to the whole big monster you guys have created throughout your career. Now, the lyricism, of course, surrounding Cannibal Corpse's career involves you know we talked touched on this very briefly gore death torture of course cannibalism and zombies it's been those thematics which have caught on and worked for you and the dedicated fans for decades i mean i'm one of them you know i mean the title violence unimagined uh, you know drummer paul uh came up with the fitting title of the record and he talked about uh you know taking violence to another level extremity of extremity and this goes back again to the consistency and dedication to your craft so having said all that rob how important are themes to you guys? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio, and that's it. But I felt well, like Cannibal Corpse, 
I just feel like is this a question that I, I know my fans would like to know. I would love to know as far as that is concerned. Well, yeah, I mean, to me personally, and the way that I go about writing lyrics is I just try and find a subject that seems interesting enough for me to write about during that particular song and then make sure, of course, that nobody else did it already. And, you know, if we might have talked about the same thing in a past song just to make sure that it's not exactly the same, you know, just make it a little different. But, I mean, of course, I'd rather <clears throat> copy ourselves than copy somebody else. So, um, yeah, and, and another thing is it would be it would be kind of hard for us to actually have a concept album just because we're all over the place with different yeah. um, storylines and subject matter. It's, you know, that would be interesting if we could actually, like, get together and brainstorm some way to, like, come up with a concept album, but I don't really think that's, that is a Cannibal Corpse thing, you know, we're just talking about whatever random subjects that are, you know, sparking up the imagination at that point in time when we're writing that song. You're at your 15th album. I don't think you have to worry about that at this point. You guys have, have been doing it the right way. You know you know how you do it. And that that's how you, you know, advance. That's how you, you know, just evolve as a musician. And, you know, with the records that you put out, do you ever see your records as snapshots of where you are at a certain time in your life looking back? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Especially the earlier albums, like, you know, like the first three, four records that I ever recorded on, I could definitely think back to where I was in that point in my life and things like that. So I think that's what music is for almost everybody. I would like to think is it's just like, uh, it puts you back into a certain point in time of your life. And I think that's why everybody loves music so much because it could just take you somewhere else. Yeah, and you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have already discussed about, whether it's with Cannibal Corpse or Malevolent Creation or Hate Plow, Eulogy, Solstice, and it was th over three decades of of guitar shredding death metal brutality for you. You know, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you, Rob, who is now at this point in their career at the same time? has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. Do you ever stop to take a look back at how far you've come? No, actually, I don't really do any of that. I just keep looking forward to what more we could do. Hmm. I mean, it is cool to look back every once in a while and, and reminisce about certain things that we've done. I mean, that's always great to remember good times that we've had but yeah I, I just I don't really uh, I don't really look at the past as much as trying to just keep going forth with the future and see what else we can come up with you know and yeah that's a great response I like asking that question too because I've had so many different responses about that it's yeah it's a good thing it's a it's important to look forward and maybe not just dwell on the past too long because i mean 15 albums i think that just shows just an example of what you just talked about keep going forward and 
who knows when the 16th album would be we could reach up to level 20 you know whenever that's going to come and yeah because i think a lot of bands um that have been around this long it almost feel like they don't have the inspiration to write any new material anymore like they're just content with playing their back catalog after like mm-hmm. certain records that they release later on in the years are not as big sellers as their older albums or something you know and you talked about how you guys you know when you guys form you know you, you're saying you're from you're from tampa you know usually tampa you know florida and you know in all that respect it's you guys are known for you know the death metal scene in florida and I want to talk about that death metal scene briefly before I let you go here. You know, we know all about, you know, Deicide and Atheist, Death, Morbid Angel, Obituary. We know all about those bands, but you've been in Tampa for, for a while, and, you know, it's where you're from. It's it's how Cannibal Corpse is formed, you know? And how has that scene changed through your experience, the death metal scene in particular? Well, I mean, I think Cannibal Corpse formed away before we moved here, um, you know, the band started in Buffalo and we didn't move down here until like late 94, 95, something like that. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been down here that long, but I'd say it's just, you know, it's a good place to be if you're playing extreme metal. There's a lot of bands down here that are doing that. And there's always a lot of shows here when there's no shutdown going on. So, yeah, it's still a thriving scene, you know, at least for yeah. underground death metal-wise. You ever think about if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? Nope. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I love how you just and didn't hesitate. All, I, I really just put everything I had into this, and if I wouldn't have succeeded, then I would have ended up having to figure out something else to do. But I just felt confident enough that I'd be able to do something with music in some way or another. And fortunately, I've been lucky enough to get this far, making a living doing it. Yeah, and you definitely have done it. I mean, again, I'm going to go back. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but 15 albums, man, This you've, you've done it and you're still doing it. And, you know, if it wasn't for people like you, musicians like you, the you know, Cannibal Corpse and all together... I wouldn't be here today, so much appreciated. You know, I want to show my thanks to you guys for putting the music that you guys did put out because we need your music. We need Cannibal Corpse's music, no matter how crazy th- things can get in the world. I mean, we're in a pandemic for crying out loud. You know, we need Cannibal Corpse's music, but um, just wanted to. Put well, that I appreciate that, Sonny. Yeah, and imagine that. You know, all these bands and musicians are not considered essential workers. Yeah, man, and and that subject of matter we could go on forever as far as that is concerned because it's such a tender subject because the way they describe essential it's it's not as black and white and you can go as far far into that definition as as much as you can but i feel like definitions can change you know generation to generation you know yeah just it's strange how they're putting limitations on certain people and then you know you could have a bunch of people shopping in a walmart though Oh yeah, trust me. There's a there's actually three WalMarts on my street. I kid you not, and it's always packed. So I'm just I don't know. I I'm thinking like, what is I don't know what to believe anymore. So much information being thrown at us left and right. It's just like 
But hey, we got Cannibal Corpse, we got Death Metal. At least I know that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so before I let you go here, man, do you have any, you know, this has been an honor, obviously, Rob. Obviously, we would be doing these interviews in person. Of course, hopefully we can do one in person when you guys do come back to Dallas. Uh, you guys, yeah. you know, Gas Monkey, I mean, sad to say, it actually shut down. So every time I drive by it, it's just like an empty courtyard. Um, luckily, nothing has been taken over that building. You know, it's still standing. There's just nothing to operate it with right now. I mean, we'll see what happens down the road. But hopefully, you know, you guys can come back. And Dallas, we, we love you guys here in Dallas. I, I already know you know that. And I look forward to yeah, the day I when mean, that I, comes out. I, I have to add in, you know, that's such a tragedy that all these venues are not able to keep going either you know that's just mm-hmm. another thing it's not just the musicians and the bands at these venues as well and even all the crew guys that that work with the bands like everybody in the industry is, is feeling it and yeah such a great venue like the gas monkey that's sad that we may not ever be able to play there again uh, it sucks I hope that's not the case. I will make sure I help you guys get a show booked here at the Gas Monkey when that time comes again. I mean, uh, I'm going to make sure that happens. And uh, hopefully, again, I'm going to say we do this interview in person because I miss doing these interviews in person. But, you know, do you have any, you know, last words, any shout outs, anything you would like to plug in as far as new material about Violence Unimagined going forward, like a new music video or something like that? Um, Yeah, I mean, we're going to have some of that coming very soon which i can't really announce it until it's ready to be released but um yeah i'll just say thanks for the interview sonny and then you know check out the new single if you haven't yet in humane harvest and then the new record drops april 16th and i wish that i could say we'll see on tour during some certain dates but we're we pretty much have to wait until we could book tours again to be able to announce something like that so stay tuned i'm just thinking about the day like when we when we like meet and say hey remember that remember that interview we did during pandemic times that is a conversation i can't wait to have with so many other artists including you but i'm sure you know of course we'll wait for that when that comes but everyone who's listening this is rob barrett from cannibal corpse violence unimagined comes out april 16th on metal blade records if you can purchase the record because here's the thing the bands can't do it without your help and i'm still buying records today i mean spotify listens are always welcome of course it helps out the band just uh of course just purchase the record if you can because merch does help and you can listen to this podcast on any major podcast stream out there apple itunes spotify whatever you have check us out on interview rob stay safe out there in tampa man um let's do this again sometime soon in person in the near future and uh, i'll see you next time all right thanks a lot Tony, and thanks to all the fans for sticking with us and hopefully we'll see everybody sometime soon we will we're all we'll always be here for you guys man all right i'll talk to you later buddy all right sonny bye take care Hey guys, 
Thanks for listening to Interview on the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.